We're ready. La 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 la. My, Water you melon. sound marvelous. Watermelon. Is that a thing? Yeah, I think doing watermelon, watermelon scales. That's how people watermelon. on the radio <laughs> It has seeds in the winter. Oh, is that a thing? It has seeds in the winter. Watermelon seeds. have seeds. It's, oh, I thought you said seeds. It has <laughs> seeds in the winter. Don't for the forget winter to save a seat for your watermelon. Save, save a seat for the seeds. Buckle up. Click it or ticket, watermelon. <laughs> I invented watermelon, so like I really appreciate if you actually Pretty much like, like I, actually, my like, grandfather was watermelon. Time, it, it was like, like that thing where you put a watermelon in the mold and then it becomes a square watermelon and then you slice it. It's like little square slices and then you make like a little square snack in the summer. Because like, okay, whatever. Um... Are we recording this? We are. Oh. I hope not. Oh. Uh, hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Lauren. And you're listening to Podcast Podcast. The podcast that talks about how great podcasts are. How self-obsessed. It's fun. You wrote it. <laughs> back in the day. I know. Back in the 1900s when we when, started when this we, thing. When we had youth in our eyes. <laughs> and a light and in our, our soul. <laughs> um, we are practically dead inside now. Mm-hmm. It, because well, of all we the wrote it. Well, we wrote it pre-Trump. Well, so. that's very true. That's because we've been doing this for... Over a year. Yeah. Well over a year. Welcome to Epi 58. Wait, we've been doing it for over two years. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Duh. <gasps> That's crazy. Yeah. It's also crazy that I didn't remember if it was one or two years. I know. Me too. Two years sounds right. Right. Wow. Anyway, one- it was written a long time ago, but it's still as fresh as a daisy. Yeah. That's some good writing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you did good work. I, I really love it. Okay. Hi. Hi. Do you have anything to share up top? Um, a little bit of podcast news well, that no one's going to care about. I am meeting my podcast crush tomorrow, Jackie Johnson. Name- oh, yes, you are. I'm getting really nervous. Okay, she's gonna. She's in New York now. Yes. I can't. The air smells Can you feel different. Her? her tweets are all NYC related. That must be why my eyeshadow's on fleek I today. I kept on thinking I was gonna see her. She's yeah. staying in the Eat Lori side. Oh so anyway, my gosh! But like, I'm very nervous about meeting her. We're going yeah. to a bar. Um, not just me. Like everyone, anyone. She's doing like a thing. Right. We should say she's the host of Natch Butte. In case yeah. you don't know. But I'm a little nervous because, like, I don't know. You know, it's hard to meet people that you love a lot because you have high expectations. But I've had so much communication with her, and she's such a, like, light. I just think it's going to be fun. But it's always – I'm nervous. I think it's going to go great. You two have interacted digitally. Can you give me one fun, like, uh, icebreaker? Yes. I knew you could. I think that you should say to her um, (gasps) – I just thought of one. Do it. Say it. Because I can't think of one. What what was the thing in the Big Ones podcast intro? The Big Ones is a podcast, and in the intro, they have like questions, and it's like, 
would oh, you yeah. would you eat muffins forever if you didn't have to go to school anymore? <gasps> oh my what gosh, was that was it. Would was you that eat, it? Would you eat muffins for the rest of the life your life if it meant you didn't have to go to school? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Something like that. You should ask her that. That's a good one. You could also say, "Oh my gosh, I hate to do this, but my friend is the is your biggest fan and really wanted to say something new, but couldn't be here today." And then just play her a video of Monty the cat. Oh my god, good. That's a good. Just like licking. How could you not licking like his that? bum? Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Um, I think you know, I have two really good options now. Thank you. And you're going to San Francisco. Hey, they're going to call me the San Francisco treat. Because <laughs> like rice I'm savory and don't cost much. Oh, my God. How long have you been planning that? <laughs> Ten years. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. I... I definitely didn't just now think of it. Oh, my God. That's going to make a sick Instagram post. Uh, hey. I actually really loved rice aroni as a kid. Is that weird? Really? They had like I, a cheesy broccoli one that I've was so good. I've never had it. What? Okay, I'll buy you some rice roni while I'm in San Francisco. Okay. That'll be your little souvenir. Only if it's from San Francisco. Like, maybe that's why. Because I was like, I thought you had to be in San Francisco oh. to eat it. Well, maybe I'll have to prepare it in San Francisco right. and bring it back in Tupperware. Please do. Yeah. Please do. Okay, should we get going? Yeah, we probably okay. should. We probably should. Uh, are there any show nuts besides that hot goss? No, that, that those were the show yeah, nuts. Yeah, those were the show nuts. And so that means we're going to go into our first segment, which is Podcast Challenge. What is that? Thanks for asking. Podcast Challenge is the segment where we challenge each other to listen to an episode or a podcast that we think the other one might like, that we're super into and want to share, or just for no good gosh darn reason. I was also thinking another reason for this challenge could be also <laughs> if I think you might have listened to it, but I want, it's like a challenge for everybody else too. Ooh, you know good I mean? one. Like let's bring everyone else in. That's you're being very kind because mm-hmm. I think that's you letting me off the hook for all the time I've challenged you to, th- to listen to the episodes you've already listened to or podcasts you've already. You've been getting to. better. I've been trying harder. <laughs> yeah, you're like <laughs> digging. For example, today's this one that I challenged you, you had not listened to, right? I've never even heard of it. Tell um, me about it. Taste buds. It's food reporter Corey Mintz joins restaurant insiders after hours to eat, drink, and talk about the industry. Um, it's from Canada. Um, <laughs> just as a the whole side country. note. Yep. Yeah. Um, this episode was called Slaughtered with Love and Care, and it uh, includes Danny McCollum, a radical environmentalist who's now the chef of a steakhouse that serves $1,200 steaks. That's a lot of steak. Um, his roommates were blown up by a bomb, like for their <laughs> activism, possibly by the FBI. Um, he and Co- Corey are longtime vegans, and in the episode they're discussing the stakes and like his activism and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So the pot. Did you listen to the episode? No. Okay. I liked it. It was basically like if you had dropped in on people just chatting. Yeah. Interesting. Like, it wasn't segment. It wasn't like. And I feel like I'm spoiled. Like, I need that, like, hot... The structure it, and the... It was just them talking about yeah. it. It was hot. So, I had to listen to it a few times. But, um, they... And because... Because I guess the reason I listened to it a few times was because they never really got into the ethical conundrum of being going from veganism to having steak. They, they talked about steak a lot. Yeah. I learned some things about steak. But they didn't really talk about what it meant in his heart to do this, which is what I... Why you had me listen exactly. to it. Because it's so interesting. So I feel like they kind of missed, like he never asked like, 
Because, okay, but it's so interesting, right? Mm. Anyway, even if they didn't talk about it, and the fact that they didn't talk about it, because I thought, a veganism is so extreme. This guy's clearly an extreme person. Yeah. Is he just an extreme person? He, I don't think, I don't think even he's uh, ethical, like, Like vegan. his reason might not have been animal it rights. It was like, I want to be extreme about everything. I'm going to be vegan. Now I'm going to, like, be, blow, like, try to get blown up by the FBI. And now I'm going to, like, charge a bunch of money for steaks. It's like, he's good at doing things. Like, he's talented in the steak industry like i it was just interesting i would have loved to dig deeper into like why were you a vegan yeah that would have been a great question that they never asked we need him to be on like this american life or something so someone can ask those tough questions yeah so i don't know if i'll listen to it but honestly it was it was interesting just to hear him talking and i thought about this a lot yeah i'm really glad you had me listen for that reason yeah just to get get your mind around this topic think about no, it, I had never thought about vegans in that way before. Mm. They, re, I'm always like, well, what, why are you a vegan? Sometimes I might just be, I'm a fucking extremist. Yeah. Like, that, <laughs> that's, it, anyway. So. I like to try new things, and this felt like an extreme thing to challenge yeah, like, myself. Yeah, it was like running a marathon yeah. or something, you know? We have to stop talking about food. I'm actually so hungry okay. right now. Do you want me to whip you up some? Do you mind? Well, it takes two days. Yeah, I'll wait. But, okay. Yeah. Um, are you ready for mine? Oh, yeah, now you got to challenge me. I got to challenge you. Now, this one... I feel like you might have seen it because okay. it's all over the charts and everything, yeah. but I don't think you've listened to it because okay. it is a daily, it's in the Daily Zeitgeist family. Yes. Is it a daily pod? No. Okay. Now the Daily Zeitgeist is kind of expanding. They're getting, they uh, bought, they, they own the Bechdel, Bechdel cast mm-hmm. now. They're growing and anyone who listens to these podcasts is called the Zeitgang. Mm-hmm. You're not liking this, I'm sure. I know, I'm loving it. Will you please tell everyone about the t-shirt I'm wearing? Uh, that the, signifies I'm in the Zeitgang. The t-shirt you're wearing is a daily Zeitgeist podcast shirt. It's a actually really cute. DJ and J Wu and I have matching ones. And we wear them every night. Is his as deep of a V? It's no. <laughs> you gotta you wish. It's, it's, I do it's wish. Like <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, I want you. I'm basically just wanting you to be in the Zeitgang with us. Yes. You're so deep into the Zeitgang. And you kind of know that I'm not gonna do it by way of the daily Zeitgeist. No. So maybe, Maybe this, this one, is my in. I think this one. It's called Couples Therapy. I have heard of it. I, I have not, not listened. listened to it. Okay. This is going to get him in the Zeitgang. I know <laughs> it. Okay. Couples Therapy hosts Naomi and Andy sit down in the studio to let you know what the show is all about. Wow. I just read that from the show notes for the first time. It makes no sense. <gasps> it makes no sense. They let, they let you know what the show is all about. Yeah. Also, are you, are you suggesting this because of all the problems in my marriage? Oh, yes. Yes. We didn't want to be that direct. Yeah. No, I appreciate the soft, the soft approach. I feel that was such a terrible description for their own podcast. I just read it off the podcast. They sit down in the studio to let you know what the show was all about. What? Uh, Never mind. Okay. You're not selling this. It's, it's, (laughs) you're going to love it. It's live comedy with couples. It doesn't have to be romantic couples. They can be best friends. Um, creative partners yes. as you and I are yes. like, and they, it's not scripted. It's basically just, they go in and it's kind of like improv, but they're yeah. not really trying to put on an improv show. They're basically like talking about stuff and just being funny. They're it's very like funny people and chemistry. talking about their relationships. Um, oh, I love this. It's great. I love this. It's great. And um, Naomi and Andy are hysterical. They don't seem like a, a likely couple. I think like they just are very different. And they're a romantic couple. They're like mm-hmm. together. Yeah. And um, the, some of the duos have been Janine Brito and Paula Pell. Uh-huh. And by the way, Paula Pell just in, 
Tell me she's writing engaged, a book. Engaged. Oh. Engaged. Uh, what's the word? Oh, will you marry me? Oh, uh, proposed. Subscribed. Oh, proposed. <laughs> <laughs> to Janine Brito. Sometimes no words way. escape me. Anyway. Um, I love Paula Pell yeah, so that's a, much. You know what? That's the first one I ever listened to, and that's a really good one. You should maybe listen to that one. That's going to be my first one. Michelle Boteau does one. Uh-huh. Solomon Gr- Giorgio, Giorgio and Casey Lee, who are not romantic partners. I was going to say, what? Yeah, yeah. It, it's so good, and I think this might get you into the Zeitgeist. I so, also really love Solomon Giorgio. I knew you did. He is so great. So good. Take a listen. I bet you're not going to be able to listen to just one. Oh, boy, I just can't wait. I think it's going to be a good time. Enjoy. Thanks. I'm going to check it out. And if you all want to listen with me, the podcast is Couples Therapy. Yeah. Ch-ch-ch-check it out. Do we have a sponsor this week? Thank you for asking, because we do. And I'd like to give you a word from our sponsor, Spotify. You know what totally sucks, Lauren? Anything without spots. Your dress, for example, is almost fine, but where are the spots? Your apartment? Meh. I don't see many spots. And I didn't want to bring this up in front of him, but Monty the intern looks like nothing, looks nothing like the only attractive animals I can think of, which are cows, cheetahs, and Dalmatians. Spot, spot, spots. Sorry, Monty. Now, I was wondering when you were going to compliment me on my new look. There are currently spots all over my body, clothing, and belongings. Maybe you thought I had a skin disease. I have been getting that a lot, but it's no skin disease, no siree. It's Spotify, the pocket-sized gun that shoots spots all over anything you want. And let's be honest, that should be everything. Ever since I started Spotifying my everything, I've been a heck of a lot happier of a guy. You just pick up the gun, a problematic word for sure, choose a color and size, pull the trigger, and blammo, you've got spots. You can even choose a song to play while the spots are shooting out. I've Spotified myself. When on earth will you? I'm starting to get embarrassed hanging out with you. Go to Spotify.com right now and enter the easy to remember discount code PUSPOTBOT. <laughs> Pardon me, that discount code one more time is <laughs> PUSPOTCAST PUSPOTCAST. <laughs> <laughs> and easy, to easy to remember and spotify will send you a literal puppy stolen from a child who named the puppy spot so you'll be getting doubly spotified get those puppies while supplies last only they're only 101 in stock thanks spotify Can you repeat the discount code? i will apologies <laughs> i stumbled ever so slightly it was because i was eating a hot dog <laughs> that discount code is paspotcast paspotcast oh. Thank you. Emphasis on spot. Yes. <laughs> wow. That sounds great. And your spots, I was going to say something, but like, I, you know, it's like when someone like loses weight, you don't want to necessarily make a big deal out of it, but like <laughs> you wanted to make a big deal out of this. Clearly, well, I, so. I did notice that you put down a tarp on my seat, but it don't work. Again, it's okay. not a skin disease. It's just my not Spotify. Thi- not this time. Okay. Not this time. Okay. Okay. We need to move on. Yeah. Clip number one is from IRL. IRL is a podcast that talks about the ways internet culture and stories from the web permeate real life. And in case you're not a super trendy, Kylie-loving millennial like me, IRL is internet speak for in real life. Like, if Lauren and I were on Reddit, we might give context that we're friends in real life, IRL, and not just on the digital platform. Does that make sense, everyone? To me. (laughs) A bunch of of old losers out there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, this episode of IRL, which is called Free Speech Limited, 
There's a there's a question there mark. Is, so I have, yeah. to, I have to go up. Free I would have been so limited? confused. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, if you had been like free speech limited, <laughs> it would have been like, whoa, I yeah. don't like this. What is that? An exclamation yeah. point with an umlaut? Right. Uh, so this episode explores whether technology companies should be able to regulate what content appears on their platforms. Basically, should these private companies be able to dictate like who can say what on the internet? Um, Matthew Prince, who's the CEO of Cloudflare, a web security company, made the decision to remove a neo-Nazi white supremacist message board off his company's servers, which basically meant it couldn't be on the internet anymore, um, which some saw as a controversial move. In this clip, Vice's managing editor, Michael Moynihan, questions Matthew Prince on his decision. I am not shedding a tear that that content isn't online anymore, but one of my fellow employees um, came up to me the day that we, we talk, took it offline and said, hey, is this the day the internet dies? There was no due process. You woke up one morning and you said, this is bad and I'm gonna do something about it. I am deeply concerned that I had the authority and the power to wake up one morning and say, you know what, I'm done. These guys, I'm sick of this. So fuck them, they're off the internet. Do you have too much power? What we need to have is a conversation about where is it the right place for tech companies to be to be regulating the internet. Brandy, what do you have to say about that? <laughs> I think for me, there's always this huge question that um, the role of Silicon Valley in the climate that we're seeing right now, and I think Anil completely nailed it on the head when he said that, like, when it comes to white nationalism or domestic terrorism, there seems to be a lot more loud than when it comes to other spaces. And for a long time, Silicon Valley has been super hesitant to actually do anything. We we have been having hard conversations with these platforms for months before Charlottesville around some of the things that we were seeing online and the internet world that's being created, which in theory, the internet is supposed to be this like really global place where anything's possible. And yet what we see in the way that the bits and bytes and algorithms are developed is that it's actually creating more siloed, more radicalized spaces that are then bleeding offline and having these deep consequences. And so I think what you hear um, him, I think, going through is like Silicon Valley just now waking up to, oh, we do have a role to play here. But what is that role, I think, is one that they still seem to be struggling with. We can't have nice things. We can't have nice things. Okay, go on. This is a very relevant topic right now. And it is so nuanced. Like, obviously, none of us, well, most of us do not want this horrible Nazi white supremacist group to be online and have a message board. But is it right that this private company has the power to edit that? So the second voice that you heard was Brandy Collins, who um, is works at colorofchange.org, which is an online civil rights group. Um, and all the guests on this episode are really interesting. Another guest, Jillian York of the um, the digital rights group Electronic Frontier Foundation. She made the great point that like these companies are unelected, they're undemocratic, and most of them have 25% women, um, very little diversity, and they're not just making the decisions for Americans, but for the world, right? So it's like, in theory, we sort of side with, you know, this guy, Matthew Prince from Cloudflare, who took this company off of the internet, but will we always, and should they just have that power when the world is not represented in this company? 
a slippery slope. Yeah. Yeah, because what we basically have to defend in the end is the Constitution. <laughs> right. So it's like you want to like hate Nazis, but just we need to defend the Constitution, and so we have to follow the, those rules. Right. I believe in the Constitution. Right. Um, it is such a slippery slope. It's like an ice luge with canola oil on it. You know. Oh my goodness. <laughs> With um, Hooters barbecue sauce on it. <laughs> it's like some slippery tofu. Um, they make the point in the episode, which I never thought of, that sort of about the idea that Americans are making global decisions um, or even the opposite, that Americans are making decisions based on other countries. Like, you know, we're sort of following the standards of countries like Saudi Arabia because Facebook and YouTube will always adhere to more extreme standards so that they're not banned in countries like Saudi Arabia. Mm, so because of that, you know, these parental guidelines are sort of strict and, you know, Facebook and Instagram have decided that men can be topless, but women can't, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's like, a, that's a sensibility that is not shared globally, right? That women's breasts are taboo and shouldn't be allowed. But these private platforms are kind of dictating those rules. And I guess platforms like Facebook and Instagram are opt in anyway, unlike the internet, which is sort of like a free platform. So they are able to make stricter rules and guidelines like that, but it still is kind of tricky that, you know, their guidelines are being created based on countries like Saudi Arabia. I don't know. Right. And this is, re I mean, it's funny because this episode came out before the whole Alex Jones thing. Right. But it's, we've clearly not fixed it. But I think it's interesting because when we developed these platforms, we weren't thinking about all these things before. So it's like the development of these platforms, we were realizing that we have to come up with these laws yeah. and recreate new laws. Yeah. New laws are needed for these yeah. things. But um, I just think it's bullshit because, like, okay, fine, Twitter, like, take Alex Jones off. But I mean, or leave, leave him out, whatever. It's just because Twitter wouldn't ban him at first. Remember, Twitter was the only one. Mm. Twitter was the only platform that would not ban Alex Jones. Mm. And they kept on saying, we don't have anything in our rules about this. Right. But I'm sure you've seen this before. I have seen on Twitter tweets that say, this content is not appropriate. And I have to click through to see it. And it's like, I hate like sausages. Like, or I, that was a bad example because sausages <sighs> could be sexual. It's like, this talking shit about a book yeah. will get banned. Yeah. Jamie Loftus, um, a big podcaster, was is banned. Well, her account is still banned off Twitter because she said things about the Olympics. So it's like okay, but then make rules. Like we right. need laws, like right. to follow. Stick like, to it. So, but Alex Jones is allowed to say that Sandy Hook was fake. You know what I mean? On Twitter, yeah. it's like this stuff is like really hurtful. And when people see these things on Twitter, they they think it's real. Yeah. So if you're not up to snuff on the Alex Jones stuff, he's this extremely bigoted conspiracy theorist behind the uncredible and hateful InfoWars is his show. And he was recently banned from Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Vimeo, and eventually Twitter, um, for violating hate speech policies. Um, but the ACLU, like, it's, it's tricky because it's good. No one, this guy should not have a platform. He, like you said, he's... A conspiracy theorist that doesn't think Sandy Hook is real, thinks those people are actors, thinks doesn't think the Holocaust is real. He is a hateful, vile, despicable person. But even the ACLU warns that this could be a dangerous precedent because what if the current administration were determining what dictates hate, spe hate speech online? What if disparaging comments about the president were considered hate speech? Right. Or the, the ACLU is thinking about the Constitution. Exactly. And like, what if conversations around Black Lives Matter became hate speech? Uh -huh. What if 
queer vernacular. Like that's that's another thing is like sometimes well-intentioned bans on language can get tricky because language is co-opted sometimes, right? So like Facebook, um, I forget if I, oh yeah, yeah, the use of queer words by the queer, queer community got banned on like Facebook because it was considered hate, hate speech. So anyone who, lesbians who were talking about, you know, words using, like using words like dyke, they were getting flagged and banned. Right. When it's like, no, it's more nuanced than that. Certainly someone could use that as hate, hate speech, but a lesbian woman or someone who's queer identified should be able to use that word in a loving, co-opted way right. without being banned or taken down. Right. There is gray area there. There is not gray area in saying that Sandy Hook was fake. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so the other thing I wanted to say about like the idea that we're co-opting values from other countries just for the idea of broad appeal is like breastfeeding photos. Breastfeeding photos oh are God, taken down classic all the time when like Nazi groups are allowed to be on these platforms. Mm. So it is like, yes, if we're going by the constitution, Nazi groups should be allowed on the, on these platforms, exactly. right? Because of free speech. But it sucks that then because of the morals of a country halfway around the world, women can't have photos of them breastfeeding their child. Right. It's just nuts. The last thing I'll say that I really liked. So Veronica Belmont is the host of IRL and she said free speech ends when you incite violence against a marginalized group. I think that's super interesting. I like that. Do you agree? I feel like this is a trick because it sounds good to me, but you look like you're going to trick me. I totally agree. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was like, do you agree? I'm going to prove that you're stupid. And I'm like, you're so wrong. <laughs> I'm taking your shower no. curtain. I'm leaving. No, no. <laughs> we just got it. It has spots on it. Sorry. Okay. Doesn't Bye. even match you. You don't have spots. That's you don't true. have any spots. That's true. Um, no, I really like that. Yeah. Because it is. It's a blurry line. And I think that she makes a good distinction that like when you are inciting violence, that feels really different. And is that so hard? Like, can we just... Can we just put that in the Constitution? Like, yeah. Ah, uh, think about it. Yeah, think about it. Right. Okay. Okay. This is all super interesting and nuanced. If you want to listen to the whole episode, which you should, it's called "Free Speech Limited." The podcast is IRL, and the host is Veronica Belmont. Love it. Thank should, you. Should check it out. Um, and now for something a little sillier. Yay! We need it. Yeah. This is from. Clip number two is from Horny for Horror. Do you know this podcast? <laughs> of course. Horny for Horror features interviews, ghost stories, spooky debates, special shocker episodes, and anything else fans of horror would want to hear. I want to hear it all. Um, the hosts are Betsy Sidaro, Mano Agapian, and Adam McCabe, who we sh- we all love all of They're them. They're all classics. Yep. Uh, Betsy Sidaro I'm obsessed with. Mm-hmm. Uh, she does... Funny Feeling, that mm-hmm. other ghost podcast. Which we love and we've featured on the show. Mono, we've quoted him several times from the Dumbbells. Mm-hmm. He's hilarious. And Adam McCabe is the husband of Jackie Johnson. Hello. Oh my God. That's a good uh, icebreaker is you could say, I was just listening to your husband on Horny for Horror. On my own podcast. Yes. Whoa. <laughs> um, so in this episode, they're talking about um, common horror film tropes. Yeah. And they decide if they want to keep them, leave them, <sighs> or retire them. Yep. Meaning either like, we like them, let's keep them around, leave them forever, or just like retire them for like a little bit. Yeah, let's take a, a little pause, I a love little it. break. Um, they mention a lot of good ones. Um, 
Oh, a fun one was drunk authority figures who don't do anything, like drunk shitheads who don't believe in anything, <laughs> like a checked out principal. Uh huh. Yeah. Totally. Who like you like Br- Principal Jones? The this guy has a knife, and he's like, okay, kids, exactly. pick up. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my god, you got it. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, a normal face that turns into a demon face. That's a that's good, like good one. one. Um, I say keep it. <laughs> yeah. Here's one that I say keep it. Denim on a Jiny. Now, you're going to have to listen to the episode to figure out what that is. Just listen. It's uh, Horny for Horror. The episode is called Horror Tropes. But here's the one that I want to talk about. Um, the trope that a house party is strangely resource rich. Like, what the fuck? How do these kids afford oh. a gigantic spread of alcohol, food? I mean, yeah, you Yeah, because you remember it. in high school where you'd all be exactly. like pitching in two bucks for a bottle of Skull. Exactly. I would love <laughs> to I guess see. this will work for the woods, man. I, I want to see more scary party scary movie parties that are just like eight kids watching like um Ituma Matambien and doing whippets and like just stealing little bits of their parents exactly booze and then putting putting like orange juice in it (laughs) just kids being weird and like trying to be cool as opposed to kids actually having a grand soiree that idea of like these high school kids being like we got kegs like that is rare we got kegs because we stole them we stole them from a <gasps> Betsy ski resort that our friend worked at. <laughs> you know, and we hid them in the woods in the snow to keep cold. But it's hard I to be see like the truth. Yeah, of more kids like or we went to Blockbuster and we rented Unforgivable. Oh, Unfaithful because it's kind of sexy, sexy and you dude. see the side of a, a vag. That movie's fucking hot. <laughs> yeah, he's hot. Uh, I like hot. that. Oscar. Yeah, that's like let's be real with it. Their descriptions of their high school parties are to hashtag too real. <laughs> I, they can have a podcast about anything. They're so funny together. I know, I know. Listen, seriously, listen to the whole thing. But the idea of stealing a little bit of your parents' vodka, like replacing it with maybe some water in there, and then mixing it with orange juice, that is real it life. It is really funny to think about every <laughs> single... But the thing is, I wish I could say this always drove me crazy, yeah. but I don't think it did. No. Because like, when I was in high school watching those movies, I thought... I guess this is what the cool kids are doing. Like, no kids are doing that. You know what I no. mean? When they have like, it looks like they have it catered. Yeah. And it, there's like a pool and there's a DJ. Right, no. And there's like lights and like snacks and like great cocktail. Like no. Think about your high school parties. Yeah. You're sneaking alcohol. You're not out in the open. Very rarely. Very, very rarely. We should have a horror movie event planning podcast where we price oh. out what those oh. parties would cost. <gasps> That's so funny. Right? Oh my God, that's really funny. Yeah. I actually want to do that. Yeah. Because like, it's watch, like. For, watch horror movies. Yeah. And, and then, be like, this based movie. on our event planning experience, decide how much and be like, okay, that kegger party for the senior class in, you know, whatever scary movie would have cost $12,400. Right. Did you ever have kegs at parties? Uh, I don't actually. Maybe not until college, college not in high school. Yeah. yeah. Did, I was looking at DJ Jay. Of course, you we went had to kegs. the same high school. <laughs> yeah, we had kegs. We had kegs, but yeah. then we also like when I go home, like we had kegs too. Here's the yeah. thing, I don't because you like, went we, to... yeah, like I'd go home because I went to a boarding school. Yeah, so, like yeah, we I come home for the summer and be like, yeah, we're getting a keg tonight. Like yeah, just <laughs> well, one thing, I, not a thing. 
I feel like the reason we could get kegs, you do need a special circumstance. Like not everyone can get a keg. Yeah, true. We had friends that looked like they were 40. Yeah, we go. did. That's yeah. all you yeah. need. Yeah, you just need one friend who looks like he's 40. It's like, yeah, Thank your, you. your, your favorite had, hockey that, player friend who has been shaving since he was in like fourth grade. Like, know, that's like a thing. Yeah, yeah. if I was going to like mentor high schoolers, I'd be like, yeah. get a friend that looks like he's 40. Just one. You just need one. But like the fine keg distributor business owner, like he's not like checking IDs. That feels like maybe at the like not sketchy gas enough. station Across well, the no, but corner. I feel like our friends that look like they were forty had ID, like fake oh, IDs. Oh, I see. Like, yeah, they had, I see. They had fakes. That were. this makes sense. This makes sense. But you need you need an in is all I'm saying, and it's yeah. very rare, and it's not every party, and it's more often than not you're watching a shitty movie that you you know like rented and yeah. like no one cares, and because you're just sneaking out call. Yeah. No, you're right. You're in someone's basement, and like someone got. Uh, you know, a handle of Popov with a fake ID and then someone else stole some like non-alcoholic beer from someone's garage in the neighborhood. Yeah. That feels more like it, like kind of scrappy. And then someone like brought um, uh, green apple pucker. What was that? What was that stuff called? Schnapp, like some yeah. weird schnapps or something. Someone has like peach schnapps because they stole up from their parents. It was like schnapps we or like Mad Dog. Mad yeah. Dog. That's what I used Just to drink. Awful, awful stuff. <laughs> that feels more realistic to me. Do you Are there tropes that you're tired of? Uh, in scary movies? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the heroine like making dumb decisions is a bad trope where it's like she runs up the stick and scream makes fun of this. Like she runs up the stairs instead of out the door and you're like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Like, Making women look sort of like weak and dumb. I think that's a that's a trope that can go bye bye. I have an argument with that though because if some murderer was chasing me around of my house, I'd be so freaked out. I probably would run straight upstairs or straight into his arms. Or oh, I would fully go lie on the couch and close my eyes right. and just wait it out. Yeah, like I. But you I don't might. see you don't see men making bad decisions. That's in a good point. So it's that's like, a good point. That's <laughs> a very good point. Yeah, I um, would fully be like in the bathroom finding something to like kill him with and be like throwing cotton balls and yeah, ear swabs. Good you know one, what I mean? Good one. Ooh, ouch. Yeah. Ooh, ow, ow. <laughs> I would not Those be making good smart. decisions. Sometimes they can, if you throw them fast enough, right. Ouchie. Wow. Wow. I'd be like skipping the curling iron and the ow. tweezers and throwing toilet um, paper. One I'm tired of. And yeah. I really think that this is like forever. I want to be a forever done with it is just like, women getting murdered in like basements you know what i mean there's yeah. like this like kind of like women being like kidnapped and shackled yeah, like and torture like porn. torture yeah, yeah i uh i'm done with that yeah that's gross keep it yeah um dj Woo, do you have a trope you are sick of or do you just love all the tropes i love all the tropes <laughs> i just want to see them over Tropey. and over again <laughs> um what do i you are allowed to say denim on a giny. Denim on a giny for sure. No, I mean, I, I guess, uh, yeah, no, like the the dumb female role is like really played out. I think like the, I think also it's kind of tiring to see like, why does, it's all, it, I feel like they always cast people who are like way too attractive. Yeah, as that's well. true. Like, they're, they're just be a little more real. Like for some reason it has to be a supermodel. Yeah. Yeah, around. exactly. Well, yeah. well, you know what I which one I think is finally getting over because it was done so mm. much. 
uh, the black person dying first. Right. I feel like that's over, right? right? You it took can't a minute. do that anymore. It took yeah. a minute. Because yeah. it's become such a cliche. It's too obvious, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, and it's it beca- people have become aware of it, so then if it happens, they're like, oh, okay. Right. But also it's like, of course, there's one token person of color, and then they're like, well, that's an ancillary character, and we can get rid of that. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, yeah, I guess seeing more... Um, I guess like more <laughs> scenarios with less, uh, just like less, less, uh, what do you call it? Like people, more people of color in those casting yeah. role, mm-hmm. uh, cast roles. I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Another one that they talk about is, when, this is kind of what you were talking about, Eric. Like people just like not fucking calling the police. Like yeah. a bunch of shit is happening and they do everything but call the police. Yes. Like we, like in it, especially movies with cell phones, everyone has access to a phone. Call the police. It's very easy. It is very easy. Yeah, and they're always like, "Oh, we're like in New York City at the top of a cell phone tower having a party, but no one can get a signal." Right. It's like, well, that's too convenient. Just call the police. That's what they're there for. And lately, like white people have been like really good at calling the police. Yeah. So like, it's pot. <laughs> white people can do it, guys, for nothing. But also, isn't it? Um, can't you do like emergency calls even if you have like shit reception? I think you're like, right. I'm pretty sure you can send uh, like you're you're able to send like a 911 distress yeah. call. Wow. I think you're right. Um, I so. feel like we should look into this because that would be very good to know. Yeah. We'll let you know next epi. Yeah. We'll look into it because that's most likely be good we'll to know. forget, but maybe we'll, we'll look into sure. it. Yeah. Maybe. Remind <laughs> us. Um, wait. I feel like there's another trope that I hate. They always like are in houses. You know what I mean? It's like the last house on the left, like the cabin in the woods. Like, why does everyone have to have like a structure with a roof that they dwell in? Do you know what I mean? It's like we get it. Right, you have a house. Yeah, bragging. Yeah. Oh my god. So it's like Probably I wish there were more it. like woodland or homeless teepees. people. Yeah. 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 More teepees. Igloos. Let's sure. get creative. People. Oh my god, such underrepresent underrepresentation. It's true. It's true. Um, <laughs> so actually, it looks like you can't. Oh, you actually can't make like so unless you have an actual satellite. Oh my god! Phone. I hope people weren't listening and then stopped listening and then they think for the rest of their lives <laughs> that they can get emergency help no matter what. The good news is those people didn't even start listening. Good so thing we're is. Safe. Good thing is, that's what you get for not listening to our entire episode, guys. So true. Sometimes we're gonna like throw a little something at you that's not true. You gotta listen the whole way through. Okay, are you ready for the next segment? I am. Is it a new segment? It sure is. (laughs) The name of this new segment is in beta. (laughs) I'm gonna call it Quizalicious. That sounds yummy. Oh my god. (laughs) Um, Okay, I kind of want to do like take. You know, sometimes people do like lightning rounds or quizzes. Yeah. I'm gonna like play it and stop it. Yeah. And then you have to answer. Ooh. Okay. okay. Wait. What? Where's the clip from? Okay, good question. Thanks. This is from. Um, have you ever listened to the uh, the Verge, or mm. any of the the Verge podcasts? Converge. I don't think so. Casey Newton. It's um, the Ver- It's like a game. This is a game show mm-hmm. with uh, from the Verge, mm-hmm. um, with host Casey Newton, and he sits down with Silicon Valley's most interesting players to play games that are both funny and revealing. Mm. This podcast is so much fun. I highly recommend listening to it. Um, this episode is fronts. 
Mathilde Collin. Is that how you say Matilda? It? That's how you... Okay. I think so. It's an interesting spelling for yeah, Matilda. Yeah, I think sometimes it's TH. I'm sorry. Fronts Matilda Collin on why email is making a comeback. That's the episode. Ooh. And Casey is like giving her a little lightning round and I want you to play along. Yes. Okay. I'm kind of nervous. So her job is... She's the CEO of Front, which makes tools for sharing inboxes with your teammates. Mm-hmm. Matilde, what is your preferred email sign-off? Uh, thanks. Exclamation point. Take care. Uh, hint water or LaCroix? What was the first one? Hint, hint water. LaCroix. LaCroix. Preferred flavor? Uh, I don't really drink LaCroix, but I'll say black cherry. Mango. How many emails do you get a day? Gosh, uh, 90. 233. What's, that is incredibly specific. What's something that should definitely be on the blockchain? What's the blockchain? <laughs> Email. What should I do in Paris when I go there this summer? Uh, uh, eat a crepe. Eat. How can we encourage more women to start companies? By creating entrepreneurship programs for young women. Uh, I should do this podcast. Okay, <laughs> agreed. Should it be illegal to write someone and just say, hey, just bumping this to the top of your inbox? No, I'm in favor. No, treason. Uh, treason, great. Uh, last show you finished on Netflix? Oh, farts. Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> The Staircase. Uh, I don't watch any show. <laughs> All right, last good book you read? Uh, The Woman in the Window. It's uh, an interrupted life. Who wrote it? Uh, Etty Ilsum. Very good. If Google Duplex calls you, do you think it should let you know that it's a bot? Yes. No. Uh, do you have a go-to Spotify playlist? Yes. 35 millimeter. Yes. What is it? Uh, it's called Emoji Bug. Good job. That was really fun. What did, was it fun? Was it I, stressful? I kind of loved it. I kind of wish it was going on more. I know. I want more questions. So we like the segment. Yeah. Also, can we please... I was right about the name thing. It was a little weird. No, honestly, Quizalicious is the strong. No, her name. Matilde, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, yes. You're Thank trying you. to avoid this. I'm like, no, no, no. Probably names are fine. Yeah. We probably did it right. right. You're right. It was Matilde, not Matilda. I was a little confused about the spelling. I should have clarified with that. Okay, anyways. My bad, but you like Quizalicious. I love it. You want more Quizalicious. It's I love delicious, it. and you like the name. Love the name. Love the segment. Love it Woo! all. Good work. We did it. Good job. <laughs> that was fun. That was really fun. That I was want more fun. of that. I know. Well, now I have to do one for you. Whoa! I'm scared. Um, well, you know what you're not going to be scared of? Uh, the next our segment? next segment. <laughs> I'm excited for this. So our next segment is, don't worry, an old standby. We're not going to hit you with too many new ones. That'd be too much. It's Jingle Jangle, oh. the segment where we play a musical clip from a podcast, be it an intro or a fun song. Oh my God. Thank you for that explanation. I love your explanations of everything. Quizalish has got us punchy. Oh my God. I like it. Um, so off book is a hilarious and a highly musical podcast wherein Jessica McKenna and Zach Reno create a brand new original musical every week. They have different special guests each episode, and together they improvise an entire musical on the spot. I'm talking plot lines. I'm talking character development. I'm talking lyrics, music, original score, not orchestrations, because it's just a piano. Uh, are there costumes? Great question. There are. Okay, few. But you can't see them because okay. it's a podcast. Okay. <laughs> you can just imagine. It's honestly as amazing as it sounds, and even their ad at the top of the show is an improvised song. It's... 
so good. It's amazing. I honestly almost used that clip because the song for the ad was so good. <laughs> okay, so go back and listen to the ad. You should listen to the ad. Um, this episode features the guys from Las Culturistas <gasps> podcast. So that's Bowen Yang and Matt Rogers. And the off-book musical for this episode is inspired by the Broadway musical Frozen. I've heard about it. So it was pretty meta. good. So meta. Um, so... Uh, in this clip, they are pointing out all of the really subtle places that the song Let It Go has been incorporated into other existing Broadway musicals. See if you can hear it. It is here it is in rant in the in, in uh it's it's really it's in a song that everyone knows, so it's kinda of wild they put it in here, but it Oh yeah. Yeah. Did you guys hear it? Did you guys hear it, it at home? Just put it in. Did you guys hear it? Yeah, you yeah, heard it. it. Sometimes, it you ha- sometimes it's very sneaky. Yeah. Totally, totally. Did you guys, oh, did you yeah. guys hear it? Um, okay, yeah. Did you guys hear it in Newsies where it's like you're like, oh my gosh, these boys are doing amazing dances Bend on this the on these um, newspapers, and then like, the yeah, frozen happens in that one before well, the actual Newsies song also, starts. Everyone knows Frozen Fractals is from Frozen, Frozen. and they didn't even try to they hide, didn't it. hide it. They, they did didn't not even try, try to hide, to hide it. it. Um, Are we witnessing like the current decline of of Broadway and kind of like the 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 commodification of let it go and yes. everyone's just putting guys, it in everything this was wild but i was actually seeing midsummer night's dream in shakespeare in the park and it was straight up in that if you can believe oh it. it's like God. not even a musical it was like if we shadows have offended, think, think but, but this, this and, and all, all is meant. <laughs> and there hadn't been there music in the show up until that point. It A was full crazy. orchestra cuts in. It was crazy. Oh my gosh. I, th- I loved everything about that. I think it maybe is Matt Rogers who very ambitiously goes for some high, That's high Matt. notes throughout the episode that he maybe isn't equipped to hit. Oh, oh, I think he is. <laughs> it's part of the fun. It really is. Um, it's so funny. I've seen a lot of Broadway shows and I just have never noticed how omnipresent this song oh is. Oh my God, now I'm going <laughs> to never not notice. I know. We couldn't play like the whole thing, but they also <laughs> pointed out um, that you hear Let It Go subtly used in Kinky Boots and the Subway $5 footlong commercial. Wow, this is like <laughs> one of those things that's like you think it might be a conspiracy theory, but I it's know, true. I know. It's so true. I, thought, I think I saw Alex Jones tweeting about it and I didn't believe it, but sometimes he's right. Wow. It turns out. Yeah. Ugh. Mm. Um, I am totally biased because this entire episode is about a show that I work on and the industry that I'm in, but it's so LOL. And I Definitely everything listen. about this. You should listen. Um, again, the episode is Legally Can We Quote Let It Go? And the uh, podcast is called Off Book. Thanks. That was fun. Get into it. That was, that was fun. Yeah. We started it off a little heavy. Whew. And then we just brained it. Yeah. yeah very silly. Yeah. Um, Which brings us into our final segment, 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 where we talk about things that are not podcast related because we're all dynamic individuals with a variety of interests. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Do you want to start? You never start. Sure. I was just in Ohio. Yeah. Not to brag. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Um, 
<laughs> and we went to the mall and I was like very specifically I was like mom can we go to the mall and she was like which Fine. mall well she like was like throwing out these like outdoor nice malls and I was like yeah. no I want to go to no indoor oh, mall you know she recommended Food Beachwood court. we went to South Park hey 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 hey, hey. Indoor escalators, shitty food court, yeah. fountains. Yes. I want indoor malls. Yes. No, I really, really, really believe in malls. I, yeah. I, people are like think that it's like the bottom of society. Yeah, and like they're that they're depressing and like. Yeah. But how is like online shopping by yourself like better? Mm. And I mean, like, man, fuck, like, I think malls are great. Like, you, it's something to do. It's a forum. You yeah. go and you see people and you try on things. You get your ears pierced. You sit on Santa's lap if appropriate. Like After you got ears pierced. Yeah. You you smell the fountain water. You get a piece of spiral pizza that's bigger than your head. Like, Ugh. when I was a little girl, my dad, we had, like, father-daughter day, and he'd always be like, Aww. what do you want to do? And I was, like, three years old. And I was like, go to the mall. And he'd be like, fuck my life. But, like, he would do it because, like, your little girl is cute. Yeah. Um, that's what we did. But, I, of course, I was three. I didn't like shopping. Yeah. I just like to walk around. Yeah. Sometimes there's ramps. It's kids, an event. Kids love running up ramps. That's I so love true. running up ramps. Yeah, as an adult. Then, like, my mom and I used to play hooky one day a year. We'd go to the mall all day. My dad and I used that to spend so December fun. 24th all day at the mall. It's like... You're with someone. You're with people. You're 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 checking stuff out. You're. I just don't understand how it's so. I just think it's so snobby to show yeah. malls because people be like, oh, like oh, Ohio, like is that all you do? Go to the mall. It's like yes, that's all we do, and I love it. It's better than any Broadway show. It's better than a lot of shit in New York. I'll tell you that. It's better than fucking Stomp. Oh. Would you rather go to fucking Stomp oh or the South Park Mall? Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Is there um, a world mm-hmm. I can go to both? No. Okay. Pick one. Well, I guess I'm going to go with them all. <sighs> so glad that was the answer. I was about to have a <laughs> shit attack. And oh my God, I fucking love malls. Okay. Malls. What's yours? Uh, mine is uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Oh. The blockbuster based on the hit novel. Oh, I wasn't sure if you meant like literally Crazy Rich Asians. Or I like, mean okay. both. All right. I loved it. And I don't like romantic comedies mm-hmm. like at all, but it was so funny. It was like sexy and hilarious and entertaining. And like, it's like um, lifestyle porn. Cause the, the like yeah. houses and the lives they live are just I so rich and fun. Super sexy. The actors are a like very talented B so attractive. It's just a great movie. It's a good time. Good. Wasn't Henry Golding like not an actor before this too? Who does he play? He's the main, the like, main the guy. Lead the lead male actor. That's crazy. He's they, like, very talented. I forget what he was doing before. That's so funny. Yeah. I mean, he looks like he could have been a sportsman or a model of right. some kind. Right, right, Yeah. Because he's like, it hurts your brain a little bit how good looking he is. I've always wanted that movie to do well. It is doing well. It's doing great. We haven't seen it yet, but I read the book. $35 million in the opening weekend. Constance Wu is in it, who you might know from God Fresh Off the her. Boat. God she is her. brilliant. And it's great to see her in like a fun, carefree, young role because she plays a mom on Fresh Off the Boat. I have a suggestion for her career path. Oh. Just based on from what I've heard about the movie. Great. She should literally remake every rom-com ever. Yes. Just be in it. I feel great she about that. She should redo everything. We need to like redo it all. Yeah. I want to see her in a while you were sleeping. In a pretty woman. I'm serious. Yeah. No, I'm I'm into it. Oh my god, I hope she's listening. Of course um, she is. <laughs> also a standout was Aquafina. Of course oh, she's of listening. Of course. Aquafina is yes. one of my that. new yeah. favorites. That's awesome. She I just felt I well, I loved her in Oceans Eight. And then I listened to her on a podcast 
I think she was on So Many White Guys. I could be wrong. I, I know for sure that she was on the Twitter. I love her on Twitter. Follow, <laughs> she was you follow on the Twitter. I don't follow her, but I don't really do Twitter. I follow. Uh, she is so charming. I loved her on that podcast, and she's very, very good in this yeah. movie. She's very good. I really and uh, Nico. Um, what's his name from Superstore? Nico. I know who you're something. talking about. He's great. Um, I was listening to a podcast. I think it was. Um, Yo, is this racist, maybe? No, no, no. It was Whiting Wongs. They interviewed Rufio from Hook. Oh, yeah. Do you know like, totally. what has he been up to, right? Yeah. But he was saying that he was literally going to buy a ticket every fucking day to this movie just yes. to support it. Like, we need this movie to do well. It's so true. It needs to bring in the money, honey. Yes. I don't care if you're not going to, if you don't have time, go fucking buy a ticket. Yep. Lena Waithe bought out an entire theater. I love that people are kind of rallying around this movie because obviously it's a banner film that the entire cast is Asian actors. It's been 25 years since a major feature film has done that. Yep. Joel Kim Booster tweeted, if you want to go see the movie but you can't afford it, please uh, direct message your receipt to me and I'll hit you back. Yeah. And I don't know, it was retweeted like 10,000 times by the time I saw it, so I'm not sure how many tickets That's he amazing. paid for. But Hopefully who cares? It's a, it's a thing. It's, yeah. This is a thing. Yeah. And we don't have to talk about how the book was awful. Bye. Oh, bye. What was your podcast? What was your segment segment? Uh, my segment segment this week is uh, an Instagram account <laughs> by the name of Crunch Puppy. And it is a lovely account. Uh, slime Eric, uh, focused. And it is also my niece. Oh. Which is crazy. Right? So, like, I get home yes. to, like, I'm, like, visiting home and, like, my brother... Her dad brings it up, and I'm like, "Oh, how many followers you got?" And then I like, and I was like, "Well, what's your handle? Like, tell me your name." Like, she won't tell. She's, she's like a shy. Very shy. She won't person. tell me. And then like, I finally get the name, and then I'm like, "Okay." And I look at, it, I'm like, "Holy shit, she's got that many followers!" Insane. Uh, can it's you wild. please read it to the audience? It's seventy-four point three thousand followers, um, and she's a fourteen-year-old person. Um, who makes slime videos. Well, the funny it's pretty thing cool. Is, for years, it's been like Arabella and her slime. Oh my God, she's not doing her homework. She's spending all her money. Slime, slime, slime. It's all we hear about. Meanwhile, she's like running a business, like not even telling anyone. Like, right. we just think it's just like this dumb thing she's doing. I found out in the middle of the night, I believe. I was in New York and you were in uh, Colorado. Yeah. And I texted her in the middle of the night, like, Arabella, why did you not tell me about this? Like, we could have <laughs> been like closer. You know, like now I'm like, I'm obsessed with this it's like all i can talk about when i left my job on my last day of work you have to send a goodbye email to the entire company i was like thank you for everything bye please check out my niece's instagram account (laughs) it's amazing well i have talked about these instagram accounts before i already liked them like they're very like it's like asmr and like people's like squeezing goo it's like very therapeutic to watch and arabella is is amazing doing so well kill it arabella crunch puppy yeah yeah. this is amazing i'm never looking at anything else ever again i know ever again i believe you Ugh, i can't even engage with you all for the rest of this episode oh my gosh good thing we finished yeah good thing this is the last thing we talk about (laughs) i know because now we can all go and just like be mesmerized yeah we also have to go because i have um what i like to call microphone hand which means my hand is cramping in the shape of a microphone (laughs) i didn't know you got that ailment (laughs) yeah it's a thing
<laughs> all right well then we should sign off oh my god for so many reasons thank you for listening thanks as always to Kara, our editor yeah if you have a minute yeah. we'd really appreciate if you could rate us on itunes and if you want you could subscribe thank you we love you mm-hmm. goodbye Bye. <laughs>